Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. church amen thank you for that lovely prayer thank you good morning church wow so good to be here um i was gonna say a funny joke about thank you to you know how pastors when they come here they always say oh thank you so much to the mommy and daddy of the house you know but yeah let's not go there (laughs) um but yeah big up to pai for this thank you so i'm your guest pastor all the way from southeast london whoop Um, So we're going to talk about something this morning that if my daughter was here, she would say it's not fancy enough. But uh, regardless of whether it's fancy, I really do pray that it changes you, gives you food for thought. Uh, And as you go home today, I pray it's something that really blesses you. So a few stories first. Can we have John 5 uh, from verse 1 to 9, please, in the Amplified Okay, I'll just read from the screen. Later on, there was a Jewish feast festival, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Next verse. Now in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porticos, alcoves, colonnades. In these porticos lay a great number of people who were sick, blind, lame, withered, waiting for the stirring of the water. For an angel of the Lord went down into the pool and appointed at an appointed season and stirred up the water. The first one to go in after the water was stirred was healed of his disease. There was a certain man there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? The invalid answered, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am coming to get into it myself, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Last verse. Immediately the man was healed and recovered his strength and picked up his pallet and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Two more stories. So one... uh, you know these messages that are passed on WhatsApp? Uh, everyone reads them. Usually it says forwarded many times. And, and the one that I read was about two, of, two stories. The first one, uh, a lady usually goes on business trips, and I'm going to summarize and be quick. Um, and she gets to the airport as usual. She goes to the lounge. She's very used to going to the lounge. She's very used to going to the airport. She gets to the airport. She gets her regular coffee. She gets a packet of biscuits that she likes. She heads towards the lounge to wait for her flight. The lounge is pretty busy, so there's only one seat left, and she sits next to this man, um, you know, brings out her biscuits, uh, starts going on her laptop, trying to do a bit of work before the flight. Then, you know, she picks up her biscuit, and she has a taste of her biscuit. The man next to her also picks up the biscuit. Now, she's a bit irritated, because this man, to her, really shouldn't be in, a, in the airport, let alone a... Uh, in the lounge. He looks a bit scruffy. 
Now she's really peeved because he's just taken her biscuit. Can you imagine the audacity? You put your biscuit down and someone next to you picks them up. Now, this is before COVID, so, but it's still, it's germs, right? Someone, you don't know where his hand's been, picks up the biscuit. She doesn't say anything. She takes a biscuit, drinks a bit of her coffee. This guy keeps taking her biscuit, and she's like, oh. Now, she's making her point that she's upset and known. Her body language, everything, she's very upset. And it comes to the last biscuit, and she's thinking, don't you dare take my last biscuit, right? This is mine. I've allowed you all this time, right? And she's about to, you know, scruff to take the biscuit. And he kind of hands it to her. And she's like, the nerve. Hand me my own biscuit. How dare you? She doesn't say anything. He then, you know, sort of moves closer to her. And she's upset now. So she gets up and she walks off. She goes to her flight. She's about to get to the boarding uh, gate. She brings out her passport and boarding pass. And what does she see in her bag? Her biscuits. Can you imagine? Her own biscuits were in her bag all this time. Another really quick story. <laughs> a guy is on the train, and um, really this normal packed train, and his kids are making a racket. Not only are they making a racket, a boy and a girl, maybe around about nine, and the other ones maybe around three or four, they're kind of destroying the train. Like, can you imagine kids destroying a train? One is colouring all over the windows and the seats, the other one's putting dirty shoes on the seats. Like, this guy cannot control his kids. And everybody's, you know, sort of whispering, saying, oh, gosh. You know how people mutter under their breath? One person even shouts, oh, Col- um, control your kids. How can you not even control? What type of father is that? They're all saying all sorts of rubbish to this man. And he's just staying there. He's not doing anything. He's not talking to them. He's not even telling them to please be quiet. Nothing. A woman sits next to him to say, are you okay? He says, yeah, their mom just died, and I'm not sure how to tell them. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's a true story or not. I don't know. But it's a sad one, right? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about kindness. This is why I said it's not really a punchy one. But it's one that we all have to, to learn about, one we all have to do. It's quite funny that you would put automatically the word Christian and kindness in the same sentence, wouldn't you? But I'm sure you and I certainly know some Christians or people who say they're Christians who are not kind. What struck me about the story in John that we just read, the guy was there for 38 years and no one said, ah, let me help you to get into the water. Can you believe that? 38 years. So as he's, people are going past and everyone is wanting to, 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 get, their, to get their healing, you know, it's only, it only happens once a season, the angel of the Lord came. Now, we don't know whether this season is once a week, once a month. We don't know whether it's every other day. We don't know. But the guy was there for 38 years, and not one person could say, oh, can I just help you? The story even goes on to say that sometimes when Jesus asked him, don't you want to get well? He said sometimes, even when he manages, he's lame. So you can imagine him trying to, you know, scuffle along. Someone quickly jumps in to get their healing. That really touched me, and I thought, wow, that's really mean. No one could say, oh, you know what, let's just help that guy over there. Because some were blind, some were deaf, all sorts of things. Some maybe you couldn't even see the disease that they had or the the issue that they had. And not one person in 38 years could say, let me help you. Maybe they did. But I think the fact that Jesus was asking him, don't you want to get well? You're almost like you're still here. And no one could help him 
to get into the pool. You know, um, I was looking at some synonyms for kindness. <laughs> My daughter's just finished her 11 plus exams. I, think, I feel like I'm synonymed out. <laughs> I know every synonym, antonym, and some of them are affection, warmth, gentleness, tender-heartedness, concern, goodwill, all things that you would expect Christians to be. Some of the definitions I found were being generous and helpful, considerate, having or showing a friendly and generous, considerate nature. I simply just think about it as it's answering someone else's need. It's just being polite and kind and gentle. It's knowing that the person next to you is a human. Uh, another story, uh, I learned a lot from my father in the house. He tells stories, so I'm telling a few today. Guy is on the tube getting ready for a, to go to a job interview. And you know, he's, he's on time. It's not like he's late, he's on time. But in the hustle and bustle of it all, he just wants to get on that train. He pushes past someone, person jilts forward a bit, steps on their toe. I'm sure you know where this story is going. Gets to the interview place. Who's his interviewer? What does that guy want to say in the interview about character? What's he going to say? There is nothing, because whatever you think about character has just been displayed. Whether you've got the skills or not. How many of you work in places where the individual, you know, you're supposed to be kind, it's supposed to be the boss, it's just not kind. They talk about the values, the culture of the organization, and the person's not kind. The person who owns the organ, the CEO or the COO, whatever, is not kind. And you're sitting there in the meeting as they're saying, yes, you know, our values, and you're like, yeah, right. And a disclaimer, I am not a very kind person. Disclaimer, please. Because <laughs> now that I do something in church, everyone's going to be like, is that Temmie D that said she was kind? I try. But I'll hold my hands up. The worst part of me is my driving. Wow, 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 wow. You would think that I own the roads or I have some sort of uh, shares in, in, in TFL roads. I just don't like letting people through. I'll just be honest. I don't like it. Because I got there first. I've got somewhere to be. You know, and sometimes when someone is then kind to me, I'm like, oh, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Because I know if I was me, I wouldn't do it. But why? Why wouldn't I let him or her through? Because we're not kind. And if we had time, I'd do one of those six reasons why we're not kind. But I think we all know why you're not kind. I'll leave you to think about that in your own time. But I just find it odd that we wouldn't be kind when Jesus himself has shown us so much kindness. Dare I say it's ridiculous that God himself would show us so much kindness to send us his son and we wouldn't pass on the kindness. You've all heard of those, um, you know, 10, acts of, 10 random acts of kindness and then people forward it on. Why we don't do that with our faith, I don't know. Why we don't do that when we know that Jesus has shown us so much kindness. Proverbs 3.3 3 says, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. And I thought to myself, wow, God must have known something about kindness. 
He says, tie them around your neck. If something is around your neck, number one, it's going to choke a little bit. Number two, you're always going to see it there. So God must have known there was something about kindness and loyalty. For him to have said, tie them around your neck. You must close yourself. Um, Sorry, Colossians 3.12 says, you must clothe yourselves in tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Zechariah 7.9 says, this is what the Lord of, heaven, of heaven's army says, judge fairly, show mercy and kindness to one another. God himself is saying, show kindness. Now, we like to put ourselves on a, on a spectrum, don't we? We're not wicked, you know. But are we kind? Are we doing what God has asked us to do? Show mercy. We know the popular uh, scripture about the, I think it was a farmer. Uh, he owed someone money. And um, the guy came to collect his money. He's like, dude, where's my money? He's like, please, I will pay you next week. I don't have it. I don't have it. The guy showed mercy on him. And then what did he do? The audacity. Someone then owes him money, and he says, no, throw him into prison. There are so many stories in the Bible where we read about Jesus being kind. When Jesus healed the paralyzed man, Jesus and Zacchaeus in Luke 19, Jesus and the Samaritan woman, Jesus, when he was talking about love your neighbor, about the Samaritans. If we can't show love as Christians, we really have to think about what this Christianity for us is really about. And like I said, I'm talking to myself as well. I really am. I'm hoping as I talk out loud, maybe I will finally be kind. (laughs) Jesus is really the brokenhearted are close to him the single mothers, the widows, the orphans, the people who are not loved by those who are really supposed to love them. And then when we get an opportunity to show kindness, you know, God is not going to come down himself every five seconds and show kindness to people on the train station. We're his hands and feet. He's asking us to do that. And I I don't know how many uh, opportunities we're presented with every day to show kindness. But I can imagine it's quite a lot. From the moment you wake up in the morning, whether you choose to say good morning to your spouse or not, kindness. How you decide to greet your kids in the morning, kindness. As you're getting ready and rushing, you know, you've just focused on that meeting that you've got to. Who are you showing kindness to even before you leave your house? You know, your, your neighbor is rushing. You know, my family, we live next to a... a uh, well, we live on a road, and it happens to be everyone is retired on that road. So I think the bond here is 92. There's someone here who's 80. Everyone is, is quite old. So they're retired. So they're always doing something, cleaning, uh, picking up the rubbish off the floor. This is the first time I saw people wash their bins. It's like, people wash their bins? Who has a bin? You know, the big wheelie bins. Yep, they wash their bins. They do all sorts of things. And I asked my husband one day that, well, we should wash it for them. You know, when, when are we kind? 
I can say, oh, you know, I've got three kids. I just don't have the time. And I'm not saying that when we get to heaven, God's going to say, sorry, you weren't kind that way. But if we can't even show and pay forward the kindness that we have received, just think about your own lives, the kindness that you've received. The people who have been kind to you. Think about if you were the, the man on the train. Someone just being kind, being nice, opening the door. You know, there's no point coming here Sunday after Sunday. We're like, yes, Lord, praise you, Lord, hallelujah. When we can't do the basics of being kind. When we can't follow Jesus as he was kind to us. Kindness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. So God loves kindness. And sometimes we might think that, you know, people are not worthy of our kindness. It's okay to give the beggar on the, at the train at London Bridge a pound. But what about the people who we believe don't deserve our kindness? And this is why kindness is so tied to forgiveness. It's tied to mercy. God was kind enough to see that we would need to be saved. And to have his compassion and his mercy, he sent his son. And if we've received that kindness, that love, that compassion, wouldn't we want to let others see that same compassion and that same kindness? There are some of us here that maybe you've given, maybe you want to give your life to Christ. You've thought about it. You've kind of done it by yourself in your bedroom. You know it's the right thing to do. But maybe there's that one auntie or uncle who just isn't kind, so you don't get it. They say they serve God, but they're not kind. How does that work? There's a story, I don't know if I should tell it. Maybe I should. <laughs> I was um, final year of uni. <clears throat> I just started coming to Jesus' house. So we're all studying, we're really studying. We're in the library, there's about 10 of us in the library. And we're really, really, you know, we're just going at it. And we just needed a break. Someone said a joke and it made us laugh. The joke wasn't even that funny. <laughs> but we were so tired and tensed, it kind of just loosened us up. And we didn't realize that there was a lady in the corner, and she clearly didn't appreciate that we were laughing. And she just started shouting. Shouting, shouting, shouting. Oh, my gosh. Just like you young people. She just went overkill. It's funny, when I walked into church and saw her the next day. <laughs> I was like, those Jesus house people, Wow. I hope she doesn't come here anymore. <laughs> we really do have to watch what comes out of our mouth as Christians. We have to watch how we respond to people. You know, the common saying that sometimes you're the only Jesus someone will see. And I wouldn't want someone to base the whole Christian, you know, the whole of Christianity based on how I was on the tube based on how I was just because I was upset that morning. And rightly, some of us are really going through a lot of things, 
But that doesn't give us the right to talk to God's children anyhow. It doesn't give us the right to not do what God has asked us to do, which is to be his hands and feet. Some of us are really waiting for our next season, that blessing. We've been preaching about it next season, next season, next season. We're waiting for it. Like, God, by this Christmas, I've been promising this next season, I'm going to have that job, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have that child. Now, I'm not saying that God is withholding blessings from you because you're not kind. But maybe your thoughts are just check that kindness, check that attitude. Just to check how we respond. No one's saying that we should be a pushover. Absolutely not. But just check how you're kind, how you're living. We can't just be kind. We don't have to, you know, live like someone else does. We don't have to always put ourselves in someone else's shoes. That can be difficult sometimes. But just to be kind. One thing I do that helps me is I always make an excuse for someone. So if it was me on that train, hopefully, <laughs> I would have just been like, maybe something's going wrong with these children. You know, maybe they have some sort of disability. I don't know. If I was me at the airport, maybe I would have thought, maybe this guy's really hungry that he keeps eating my biscuits. Pastor Agu did a long uh, series on the heart and making sure, you know, that our heart was right. And I think it's a series that we should frequently go back to all the time to check that our heart is right, to check that we are, that he would be proud of us, you know? You know, when you see your child uh, or your niece or nephew on the, on, the, um, on the stage, you're proud of them. They've done something. You're so proud of them. You're like, yep, that's me. Like, I did that. That's me. That's how God is with us when we exhibit one of his, his fruits, where the kindness, where the patience, especially when maybe that person doesn't deserve it. I could read so many more scriptures. <laughs> There's so many on kindness. So, 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 so many of God himself being kind. That's why we have this incredible earth out of his kindness. That we have access to so many things out of his kindness, his mercy and his love. And so if you've received that love, if you have already received that love, that mercy, you understood what it meant to take his son to the cross. Just bow your heads this morning as we pray for those who haven't received that love and if you haven't received that love just slip your hand where you are for those online if you could um, there should be some a button online for you to press if you want to experience that mercy and that kindness as well maybe you're already a kind person you're quite nice but the thing with God is think he always not that he moves the goalposts but he always gives us more things to do. So even if you're already kind, you can be more kind. And if you haven't accepted the kindness of Jesus, the mercy of God, just bow your head this morning as we pray. Father God, your sons and your daughters are here this morning. You know them. They want to understand that mercy that you've shown to the rest of us. They want to understand that kindness. They want to understand what it is that you've done on the cross. I ask as they slip up their hand this morning or whether they press the button online, that you reveal to them your 
saving grace. As they accept you as their Lord and their Savior, as they give you uh, the wheel to be in the driving seat, Lord, we just ask that you meet them at their point of need. As they walk on with you on this journey, we know it won't be easy, but remind them that you will be there every step of the way. And for the rest of us, O Lord, as we decide to do this new week with a lot more kindness than we've done before, Lord, help us. Our society is so self-centered. It's all about me, 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 me. Help us to see the bigger picture. Help us to see you at the center of it all. Help us, Heavenly Father, to see uh, how easy it was for you to be kind and how we need to be more Christ-like. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.